What is your spouse thinking during separation? If you don't want to be separated and you don't want a divorce, then it's probably important to you what your spouse is thinking during this time, especially if they were the one who wanted the separation. One place that their thoughts often go is where they bounce back and forth between relief and regret. And they're relieved because it was awkward, it was difficult, but they finally were able to get away. Maybe they're in their own apartment or, or house now. And so there's relief that they got it over with. And depending on what the marriage was like for them, to that degree, they can go back and forth between being relieved, but also regretting it and trying to even talk themselves into sticking with the separation and maybe the eventual divorce. But they will definitely go back and forth between just feeling relieved that they got to this point, but also regretting what happened and I'm going to get into that some more in the next things that I'm going to be talking about that they could be thinking. Number two, and they're going to be doing a lot of this, they're going to be reviewing their reasons. And they will go over basically their justification for what they're doing. And it could be that they experienced a lot of negatives in the marriage, or at least that's how they saw it. Maybe there was a lot of rejection, disrespect. Maybe there was cheating. Maybe there were other issues that they just can't seem to let go of. And that seems to be fair if those are some of the issues. But you obviously want to know that they do experience those times when they doubt this. And that's one of the reasons that they're going to be going over their reasons. But they will sit and go through that. They will remind themselves and try to kind of encourage themselves, talk themselves up a little bit because it does get difficult. I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit. But basically, they will go over those reasons and they will do that a lot because as it gets more difficult with each day, especially if they're alone and it might seem like they're just going out and living the life that they want to, but that's usually not the case. At least not all the time. And so number three is that they will spend time in fear that their decision is wrong. That doesn't mean that it's enough to make them want to come back right away or that they are fully convinced that it's wrong, but they're concerned that it might be wrong. And so that will go through their mind a lot, especially if there's kids and if this means a lot, and especially if their relationship was a good thing, that it had a lot of strong points and good memories and good experiences, and they felt like that you were a good spouse overall, then there can definitely be a lot of time spent worrying that they made the wrong decision. And often this will send them back into going over their reasons for this. And this is where they can actually surround themselves with people who will tell them kind of what they want to hear. They'll basically talk about how bad you were as a spouse and they will want this person to say, yes, you're doing the right thing, getting away from this person. And so that can even be a cycle to where they do go through this fear that they're doing the wrong thing. They bring in these friends and the friends make them feel like they're doing the right thing. And family members can do the same thing sometimes. So keep that in mind that even if they tell you to your face that they support you and they want you two to be together, that they could be telling your spouse something else. And especially if that's what the person is asking for. If they're basically saying, did I do the right thing? Because a lot of times friends and family will want to say, yes, you are doing the right thing. Sometimes they can stand up to them though and say, you're doing the wrong thing. You need to try to work this out. And so hopefully that can happen. But obviously when you're dealing with people, it's difficult to say. And if they're really close to your spouse, then they could just be telling them things to make them feel good about it. So they'll go out again because a lot of times the single friends will say, yes, it's time to party now that you're single or that you're separated. And so that's a possibility as well. Before I get to number four, get my free mini course on saving a marriage. It's going to be a lot more detailed than this video. And it's going to give you a guide to go in the right direction and to do the right things and to get this thing going to where hopefully the marriage can be saved. 
It's free. You can go to myxbackcoach.com. That's myxbackcoach.com. And it's under the marriage tab. It will just say free mini course on saving a marriage. And you can get that. So I suggest you do that. And let's move on to number four. Number four is where they're self-medicating or they're rewarding themselves for this. They're going to get the rewards that they thought they were going to get when they left or when they wanted to leave. And now they finally are. And so that can unfortunately be other people. Maybe they start going out on dates. They start going to clubs and partying because they felt like they couldn't do that when they were with you. Maybe they take out of town trips. Maybe they do drugs. There's all kinds of things that they could be doing. And in some ways it's like, you know, rather than regret this, rather than feel the difficulty of this, because a lot of times when they leave, they don't realize the difficulties they're going to have even fairly quickly after leaving when the separation has actually happened. And so what they'll do is they'll say, well, you know, I was looking at all these rewards, all these great things I was going to get for leaving. I'm going to make sure these happen. I'm going to live it up now. I'm going to feel this because I don't want to feel the negatives of it. And I just want to live it up. And so they can definitely go through that stage where they reward themselves for separating, for taking this first step to divorce, to leaving the situation. Number five is curiosity about you. And this is especially true if you use the strategic contact rule that I talk about, which is basically where you limit your contact with them to business matters. So like kids, house, maybe a real business that you two own together or their possessions, money, and you're, you're trying to limit that. Now that does not mean that you are not open to having discussions with them and that if they do start warming up a little bit, treating you more warmly, that you reciprocate. But it does mean that you're not begging, you're not pleading, you're not always taking the conversation back to trying to get them back or to restore the marriage. You're going to have opportunity with that and you need to have that. That's important. But right now, what they need to know is that you are going to handle this with dignity, that you're not going to pressure them because we don't want to create more resentment or we don't want to create them trying to get away from you even more because they feel like you're trying to keep them in the relationship. And so it's kind of walking a tightrope. It is not true no contact. And I talk about this in other videos that with marriage, it is different. And that's something I get into in the mini course and also in my workshop, Relationship Reignite, which is for married couples in danger of separation or divorce. You can get more information on my website about that as well. But basically what you want to do in this moment is apply the strategic contact rule, which is basically where you're going to stick to those topics that I mentioned as far as what you bring up. But if they bring up other things, you can talk to them about those things as well. Number six is loneliness and frustration. And they will go through times when they feel this way because they often don't anticipate just how much time they will be spending alone. And this is even true if there is an affair partner because real life still goes on. They do still have to work and the other person may be working or not, but they will not be spending every moment with someone most likely. Now, in some situations they will be, but if they're not and you know that, then there will be times when they experience loneliness that they didn't experience before. And sometimes that can be refreshing, especially if they have been living with you for a while, you've been married for a while, and they enjoy just being alone for a little bit. But it won't take very long for them to begin to see it as a negative. And that can often result in some of those phone calls or texts where they just seem to be casually reaching out, maybe seeing how you're doing, how's the week going, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, that's often why. It's just because they're lonely and they're not used to it and you have been their companion. And so they will reach out. And of course, that's a situation where I would say that 
things are good and the odds are good that this can be saved. So keep that in mind if that's what's happening, but they will go through these times when they are lonely and they can go back into some of these other thoughts. Like they may try to reward themselves and self-medicate when they're feeling lonely and they may try to experience this permanent holiday that they thought they were going to when they separated from you, because what they don't want to do is to feel like they're missing out. They want to feel like they're getting to enjoy what they thought they were going to. The good news is, is that in time they can start to see that as a mirage, that it wasn't as good as they thought that it was. And that's when they can be softer and warmer and it can actually raise the chances that they're willing to talk about working on it or to consider it themselves. Number seven is they will spend time wondering if it could work. And this is especially true if you are handling your side well, and if you have at least at some point asked them what they needed from you and tried to make some effort, because what will often happen is, is that when they tell you what they're needing from you, that's not happening in the relationship and you adjust, they will not believe it. And so they will convince themselves that it's not real. It won't be happening going forward and that the, the relationship is just doomed. But when they get away from you, especially if they start experiencing some of these other negatives like loneliness, they can start to think that maybe they were wrong, that maybe it could work and they'll go through the scenarios. They'll try to figure out what's going to happen based on what they know of you, their judgment of if it was sincere or not and those kinds of things. But the good news is that when they're going through this part of it, Usually they will ask more curious questions like trying to see what what's been going on with you and things like that, mostly because they start to miss some of that intimacy with you. And when they're thinking if it could work or not, they're remembering some of the times in your relationship. And so that can cause them to maybe try to get some of the feeling of that again, that closeness and companionship, which they will miss. It doesn't mean that they will miss it every second, but there will be times when they will, especially during that loneliness and they will at least think it through and you want them to have as much ammunition of thinking that it could work as possible, but they will go through stages. They will go through times when they will wonder if it could actually work. And these things are very unlikely that they would tell you that they're going through these things, that they're thinking these things, but a person can only focus on work and entertainment so much they will start thinking about some of these things. And so that's why it's so important, even when you're separated, that you still treat them with respect, that you're polite, and that as I talk about in the mini course that I recommended, and I talk about on my website, but also in my Relationship Reignite Workshop for Marriages in Crisis, how you can actually help to rebuild some of this intimacy and companionship with the inside stories and inside jokes and some of the romantic memories that you two have together and how you can do that without violating the strategic contact rule and without making it look like you're even trying or that you're trying to pressure them. And so that's really important. And when they are wondering if it can work, if you have built some of this, even during separation, their mind can go back to that and they can actually start to think that maybe it could work. And that's very important. If they can just get to that point where they think maybe it could, they don't have to think that it definitely will, but if they just think that maybe it could, then they're willing to give you a chance. They're willing to give the situation a chance. They're willing to start coming around more, start talking to you and see what they feel like when they're together with you. And a lot of times you can notice it in some of their conversations. And I hope that that happens for you. Like I said, in the mini course, I definitely try to help you move that along. And we definitely talk about that in the relationship reignite workshop. So get some information on that, but just keep in mind, they are going to go through cycles. They're going to go through stages where they're frustrated. They're going to go through stages where they're happy. They're trying to figure this out. And a lot of times it's a lot more difficult than they are letting on. 
Thank you for subscribing. This has been Coach Lee, and as always, thank you for watching.